Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. So today I'm outside, so if you hear, like, cars and stuff passing by, you know, just forgive me now, but I'm out in nature today. But today I'm thinking about visiting your past. If you've heard me talk about this before, but I've told y'all, if there was a 24-hour camera following me, Y'all would probably think I needed to be in like a straight jacket with my hands tied around my back. Like this girl, who's she talking to? She got an imaginary friend. Because <laughs> I really be having full conversations, but I process a lot by talking things out that I'm thinking about, asking myself hard questions, whether it is through verbally or me writing and sometimes even when I write and journal things I say them out loud as if I need to hear it I need to speak it because one I think writing is cathartic but it can also hold power but then when I turn around and I speak it it you know, it do, it does two things it releases the power something had on me that I kept silent you know, it's just like somebody who is dealing with something difficult, whether depression or whether, you know, something that they're embarrassed or ashamed about. And they finally have the strength or the courage to share it with somebody, whether it's a friend, a therapist, a counselor at school. It releases that grip that when you kept it in the dark, it made it so big and so scary. So we can create those environments for ourselves. So it does that for me. But also sometimes it makes it real. And sometimes we'll think things like for me, I'll, I'll be thinking something or feeling some type of way. But until I verbalize it and make myself just say it and put it out there, I really don't know the full breath of how I feel about it or why I think this way or why I feel this way or what is my belief surrounding that until I make myself articulate it. It's sort of like if you're a teacher and you ask your students, hey y'all, uh, how's your day going? And everybody just kind of says good. Well, I've started following up with the question, tell me something good. And everybody get quiet. And I'm like, tell me something good, Jimmy. Tell me something good, Michael. And they like, uh, uh. And I said, everybody said good. And I heard y'all loud and clear, like, what's good if you're going to tell me good? So sometimes asking that double question or making us articulate ourselves, sometimes we don't know. We think we know why we feel the way we feel. We think we know why we think the way we think or why we want what we want. But if we continue to go deeper and deeper and ask ourselves follow-up questions or make ourselves, you know, really get interested in why we, you know, think about things the way that we think about them or we feel in a certain type of way, sometimes it makes it real and it brings clarity to what may not be so clear or that we think is clear, but it brings a greater depth to it. So, yes, I like talking to myself about things that I'm feeling and most recently I've been reflecting a lot on me within past relationships with men 
And this has been important to me because as I started dating and just really getting out of my box and out of my shell from my season of healing, I realized that even with good men or men who begin to prove themselves as not anything that I've dealt with in the past, that I will begin to feel this anxiety. And sometimes that anxiety, if I don't address it, it'll make me start acting or moving weird or or pulling back or asserting a belief like I already know where this going to go or I already know he going to do this or trying to project things that this man hasn't showed me in present time. But those fears come from things that I experienced in past relationships that I wouldn't say are necessarily not healed. I think I have come a long way in my healing, but they're still present. As I've talked about in a past episode that I don't believe everything we're going to heal completely from as in a sense of it's not going to be there anymore. But I think to me, the purpose of healing is awareness. It's just like if you've ever had a bodily injury, say like um, you've ever had an injury and you played a sport or you danced or anything like that and you have like an injury in your knee or your ankle or in your psoas. Like I used to get um, injuries in your psoas or like is your hip flexor muscles. We call it the groin area. I've pulled my psoas at least like two times about two years ago. And that was an injury I I had repeatedly. But finally, when I went through the rehab process, I realized that I wasn't really engaging the deep layers of my core. But there was no way for me to really understand that about my body, unfortunately, until I had that injury. I can't say no teacher never told me that they probably did, but maybe I didn't understand the language they were using. or I didn't have the deep level of awareness that I needed of my body until I was injured and I wanted to get well and I wanted to move again. So I started taking a yoga class at this internship I had and the yoga teacher, she had been doing yoga for about 20 years, but her background was dance and she got in dance because she also kept getting injured in dance and so she had a deeper level of knowledge within her yoga practice because that's what she transitioned to because of injuries so when she helped me with that injury I promise y'all like in two weeks I could feel that my psoas wasn't all the way good but because she was helping me strengthen all the muscles around it that I'm really supposed to be using to fully activate, to not put so much weight on one muscle, that was a game changer. And now I really do have that awareness, but I guess for me, I needed that injury to gain awareness. And so it's been the same thing as I've been reflecting on my past when I'm feeling this anxiety, I've just started asking myself questions like, where does that come from? Like what? What are you anxious about? And I started thinking about things that have happened in past relationships that were really traumatic for me. You know, whether it was finding out, you know, whether it was cheating, whether it was me finding out anything that you was telling me wasn't true, whether it was 
you know, me thinking about this relationship going in a specific direction and it didn't do that, you know, just the multitude of things, whether it was how, how I showed up, like not fully knowing my worth. So giving things too early, too soon, not requiring dating, not requiring a higher level of respect or initiative or whether it was me pursuing a man and, and where that comes from and, and, and me needing to control the, the relationship and assert certain things like I had to address all of that and I've been and I saw myself visit two relationships that were major to things that I felt like were were pivotal in the way that I engaged any relationship after that and that was one of my first relationships and then uh, a relationship a couple of years after that those were two traumatic relationships and I've been visiting those more often but this time I've been visiting in a way that I'm not taking the shame away from it I'm not taking the guilt and I'm not looking at it to pick apart myself or to pick apart the other person I'm more so looking at it as if I was watching a movie and you know trying to see oh what's going to happen at the end even though I I know what happened because I lived it it's more so I'm looking back at it you know just kind of observing my behavior and that's very new for me because I've reflected on these relationships in the past but I was trying to get okay what did I do wrong or what did I do right or what did I need to improve on? And I was looking at them like, what did they, you know, what were they innocent at? But what do I feel like? Yeah, like that was trash what you did. Like I was looking at it from a place of trying to, you know, put together a new game plan, trying to pick apart these things, trying to make sense of it. But this time I was looking on the situation in a way to where I just wanted to observe who I was at the time. The information I had taken into consideration, the information I had at the time, where I was like in life, where my mindset was, what I thought about relationships or men, the examples that I had, And even then I wasn't making conclusions at first. I just, that was the first time I ever just allowed myself to just see it from that light. It's like when you watch um, a movie, one of those real good, I mean, I'm trying to pull from a lot of movies. trying to think of some movies (laughs) there are a few but I'm not gonna name them because you know everybody probably hasn't seen those but if you watch certain movies especially those movies um like if you are a friend fan of old school black movies like black movies that were made in the 90s and early 2000s and never watched a movie where the main character maybe she got 
pregnant at a young age and maybe she went to a like save the last dance okay so i'm gonna use save the last dance if you've never seen the movie save the last dance um it stars i don't really even know carrie washington is in that movie she's the main character's older sister and she has a baby and they're all in high school her brother is very smart he's a black man he's set to go to college and then um i forget the the white girl in the movie and i'm i'm naming it like that because if you see the movie like their their race is 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 highlighted it's specific i don't know her name in real life i can't think about it maybe it's maybe her name was katie in the movie or is it katie in real life i don't i don't really know um, I can't think of her name in real life, but the movie is surrounded by, it's about this girl, she's from the suburbs, but her mom passes away by a car accident trying to get to her um, dance audition. So because her mom passes away and the girl is in her senior year, she ends up going to a very hood school because her dad lives in the hood <laughs> basically so she goes from living with her mom to living with her dad and she ends up attending basically this all black school is super hood and being one of the only white girls at the school and so you see you know this dynamic of this relationship between her and this guy who a lot of people in the movie consider him a good black man one of the good ones who wasn't wrapped up in gang who wasn't wrapped up in you know trying to be the coolest he was super popular but he had a good head on his shoulders and uh, the older sister of this guy she has a baby with a guy who is a weekend dad they fight a lot but you see different elements of why these characters are the way they are and I'm only bringing up these movies because this movie specifically because understanding their environment, understanding the context of what they were raised to understand, what they see every day, what the expectations are for them, gives you a basis for which you judge them in full context because you're able to see their lives. You're able to see what forms and shapes their mindset you're able to see who they're influenced by what they're around so when you see the whole, whole movie in context you're not surprised that the older sister has a baby you're not surprised by when you know the black girl who used to date the main characters um the main character's brother you're not surprised when she ends up fighting a white girl and saying, hey, like you all y'all try to come in and take the good ones like you. You're not surprised by the context of these conflicts that happen in the movie because you understand the full context. While also the white girl in the movie was very defensive and she had points, too, because of where she came from and the things that she was going through and her motivations. And so I use it as an example, and you could probably use any movie as an example that you get to watch that it is important for you to understand. You get the luxury while you're watching a show to see the full breadth in what makes up that character. If it just, if the show or movie 
just kind of gave you, put you in the scene and didn't give you any back information about a person or maybe they start somewhere and it's like, whoa, they wrong for that or why'd they do that? And then the show goes on. And I think those are one of the best shows when the con when it starts off with some level of conflict or something that's like way off. And then throughout the movie, it kind of shows you backdrops of why they're making certain decisions. Like the movie Ray is like that, where it kind of starts off with, you know, these flashbacks and all through the movie he's having these flashbacks of his mom and how he grew up and why he's making the certain decisions like I love movies like that but anyways <laughs> I go on that whole rant to say this was the first time I allowed myself to reflect on my past in that kind of way as if I was watching a movie not so much to judge only my behavior, but to, but to try to understand the full context of who I was when I was making those decisions, who I was and where my mindset was, what I had been exposed to up until that time, what I was consuming through my eyes, ears, nose, mouth, like what I was taking in to develop my mindset. And I talked about this on the episode yesterday, your diet is more than what you eat. So I suggest listening to that. But I, I, I had to reflect on who was Whitley at that time. And the reason this conversation and me doing that and me sharing why I did that is important today because when I did that, it had me in tears with the breakthrough of how I saw myself, but also it ushered in a level of grace that I don't think I have been giving myself as far as the mistakes of my past. Because I can be super hard on myself and also like I'm very adamant about growing or you know, just not making certain mistakes over and over again and especially when it comes to relationships, not letting nobody play me for a fool. I think for me, I've gotten very, um, risk adverse. I don't, I don't even, it just sound right. So we're going to use that there <laughs> where I, you know, in, when it comes to relationships, I'm very, um, I think we should be slow to trust, but I think my slow to trust can be like snail slow, like almost like non-existent because of the things I've experienced and certain things. I wouldn't say that I fully blamed myself, even though there was periods and points where I did, but I... Um, I looked at myself in a way like, yes, I would tell myself you didn't know any better, this, this and that. But it was also a sense of because I've, I've never allowed myself to look at it solely from really allowing myself to take in who I was at the time. I think I didn't give myself the level of grace that was necessary even at the time so that even now. I can have more freedom when it comes to certain relationships because I don't hold myself to the person that I was when I made those errors or when I didn't know my worth or when I didn't understand 
myself or when I didn't understand men. And so now I'm allowing myself that luxury because, you know, I'm interacting now and I'm seeing why are these fears there? Why am I having this anxiety when this man is showing me nothing? And I love I will say I celebrate myself because I, I love the fact that I'm able to have that awareness that I'm able to separate this anxiety isn't coming from a real place because this person is actually doing something wrong. It's coming from me. That's an awareness I didn't have. So I do celebrate that while at the same time it gave me the opportunity to say, well, let's let's look at where this is coming from. Let's look at what at what you're still holding on to. Let's look at you know, what belief is surrounding, you know, this, this anxiety that comes up at the same time in the same type of situations, because that's important. It gives us clues about ourselves. It gives, it gives us clues of what we're really thinking or what we're really feeling. So that's another thing why I talked about emotional intelligence on one of these episodes of why that's important, because those what we will call negative or uncomfortable emotions can really be the ones that give us insight and intel into areas that you know uh, may still need healing or just need attention and that can give us insight into you know some of our deepest triggers or beliefs or you know areas that need you know just some special love and attention but anyways, <laughs> that's what brings me to this idea of I really think it's important that sometimes we visit our past. You know, if there's an area, whether it can be about money, it can be about if you feel like you have strong reservations about applying for new jobs or new experiences or moving out of state when you don't know nobody. Like, where does that come from? Because you were meant to explore. You were meant to do things that were new. If it's something, if it's a fear about you really showing and expressing who you are to certain people or doing something in a new way um, that may not everybody accept and you get high anxiety about that, maybe you need to visit when you were in high school or when you were in middle school when that's something that you try to do and everybody laughed at you or like it wasn't accepted or, you know, things that we really don't think about. But if we challenge our minds and our spirits and start asking questions, the subconscious mind, God, the universe, whoever will show you and begin to take your mind to those moments that created that that emotional, deep emotional response you may have. It'll show you where that mark was made. Sometimes it'll show you a general thing or like a memory will pop up. Sometimes you'll start having certain dreams and you're like, whoa, why is that person or why did that situation happen in a dream? But sometimes it's just odd questions. It'll be a conversation. It'll make you feel like, dang, that made me think about such and such. That's such a random memory. But don't take any of that for granted. So... I've been visiting my past as far as my relationships and one of the things I discovered, I was like, man, I have always had boundaries. And that was a like a, such an empower, empowering moment. I said, I have always had boundaries. I said, I naturally 
have boundaries and things that I've been been okay with and not been okay with. But when I look at who I was at the time, I just didn't have the courage to enforce them. And I said, whoa, now being a woman with more information than I have now, like being who I am now and the experiences I had, that's not going to be no problem. And sometimes I think I hold back in new relationships because I think, oh, I'm going to leave myself vulnerable again. It's like, no, Whitley, no, this time you got the awareness and you also have the strength to actually hold those boundaries. You're no longer afraid of pushing a man away with your boundaries. You want to, if your boundaries push somebody away, man, friend, job, anything, it needed to go anyway. You don't fear that anymore, which in the past, you always had boundaries. You always had standards. You've always had that inner knowing of what was and wasn't okay with you. But based on who you were at the time, what you felt about yourself, what was demonstrated to you, what you thought about relationships, what everybody else was doing, you didn't have a model that said you should actually enforce what you feel and not be afraid of it. So that was that was important information for me to know and for me to reflect on. That was very important information for me to like establish in myself that Whitley, you've always had boundaries. You've always had standards. Because sometimes what I think in this, I don't know if you'll relate or not, but sometimes I think I know for me. Some of the choices I've made in the present will be predicated on me um, not trying to make the same mistake I made in the past. And though that sometimes it can be helpful, I think sometimes it's a hindrance because I'm hyper-focused on not trying to make a mistake that I don't move in the present with just the level of freedom and trust. And that that's a whole different type of energy because that means I'm trying to move so calculated and so careful that I don't allow myself to truly be myself, truly show my whole personality, truly like have fun while I'm exploring or in the moment because I'm trying to be so careful not to make a mistake. I'm trying to be so careful and so calculated that it's almost like a form of control. And I don't want to operate in that energy. So me visiting the past and saying, okay, Whitley, you're not that girl anymore. I know this was very traumatic. I know it didn't end the way you wanted it to end. I know you didn't do all the things you wanted to do. I know this person had this behavior. But when you look at this full relationship in context, look at what was going on. Look at the buildup. Look at who you were, just who you were, not judging every single thing that you did, but just judging even the things you let slide that you knew wasn't okay with you. Just judging like the the people you had in your ear concerning the relationship versus when you really think about the things that you wanted to do naturally. Like you, I even had to think about, dang, look who, look what, who was telling me this or who was telling me that at the time that also you know, influence what I, what I did or what I didn't do. And so all of those things to me were important to really see, 
like to watch my past as if I'm watching a movie, not trying to judge every character. It's like when you're watching a movie, yeah, you judging them somewhat like, oh, she wrong. But then when you keep on watching the show or watching a movie and then you see the stuff the other character is doing behind the scenes or what their past is or what even the villain and their past is and why they are, you have some level of compassion like, oh, that's why they doing that because they was abused or they was abandoned or they was, you know, and it doesn't, again, abdicate anybody of the responsibility if they did you wrong. It doesn't make what they did right, but it just frees you in the present to make decisions with a level of freedom and a level of self-trust in a level of ownership that you're not who you used to be. You're not the same girl, the same woman who made those mistakes that really caused pain in the past. You're not the same naive woman that you were. You're not the same woman who didn't own who she was and didn't know her worth. So you don't have to tiptoe around certain relationships or certain conversations. And even if you find yourself doing that in the present, you can have a level of awareness and then step into who you really are quickly because you allowed yourself to visit your past and retell that story. It's similar, um, and I want to be careful as I talk about this because I've never been in this situation, but I've heard, you know, I've, I've, I've read books and I've, and I've heard people in real time who have dealt with this tell these stories, whether they were talking to a counselor, a beloved teacher, of how they overcame, um, how they overcame not feeling like they were to blame for what happened to them. And this is people who have, you know, were taken advantage of when they were younger. They weren't protected and somebody took advantage of them sexually. It takes them years until they finally work with somebody for them to not take on the shame that it wasn't your fault. And even if your body naturally responds as if you liked it because that's what your body is going to do, that's something you don't have to be ashamed about because that's the, your biology and not what you really wanted. Like people be having to go through those deep levels of conversation just to get to it wasn't your fault there was nothing you could have did you did not ask for that and even if at some point you started seeking it or liked it you still didn't even have the awareness to really make that decision it was just all you knew and somebody introduced you to that before your mind was able to comprehend what was really going on that's not your fault that's not something you should be carrying that person is wrong. And whether you ever get an apology for them, like they were wrong. So it takes that person, that woman who experienced that, having to redefine that, that moment that it happened in order for her to be free in her present. And you don't have to go through, have been through something as, you know, traumatic is that but all of us have tra things that traumatized us to different degrees if you were cheated on 
by your first love or somebody who you first gave your virginity to like that is traumatic that's traumatic you know it can be you was left at the grocery store and lost your mom for two hours like that causes trauma depending on the age it happened you know you can either get new trauma in your adult life depending on you know the context of the relationship or what you know everything that went down so these things you know cause scars within us that make us freeze up emotionally to when we're in a situation that causes for us to show up in the same emotional capacity that maybe we let our guard down in the past like we flight or flight almost almost always is going to come on until we allow ourselves to explore our past and retell that story from now new eyes because now we have an a, a, a new awareness now you know we have done the work to really be able to look at that moment and look at that experience and not just blame ourselves or hate ourselves or even hate the other person, but look at it as a movie, look at it as, as a moment in time and see your character in that movie in full context. Who did you have in your ear at the time? Who were your examples to be able to make a different choice? Who were you talking to? What were you influenced by? What made you make that choice? Was it really based on you? You know, like what what made you, you know, do certain things? And if you were standing in your physical shoes now, which you are, be honest with yourself. Would you make that decision again? And it's like it's almost laughable when you think about that. No, because you're an adult. You're able to protect yourself. You're able to make new decisions but it's not until we revisit those moments just looking at it as if it's a movie and understanding ourselves then then we have the freedom in the present to say i'm not that girl anymore so i don't have to be afraid of new relationships coming in because i know the first time i had the strength to walk away no i won't even second guess it or question it i know this time I'll be able to check that at the door and if he, she, it can't change it, I'm willing to walk away. I know that I can detect a lie just like I can detect that one that I kept letting slide and it ended up being what it, be, what it was. I know that I'm not naive to where I'm going to keep letting that slide this time. I know that if I've given this much to a job and... I gave all my time and they still outsourced or promoted somebody else. I know this time what my worth is and what I'm willing to take and when my time is up here. I know how long it took me while I was questioning this friendship and, and the things that I let slide with this particular friend. And then it left me questioning and questioning for years. I know now if that was to happen. Even if I'm understanding of where you are, that friendship will be over that day. Like sometimes we have to allow ourselves to really visit the past as if it's a movie and really just see who we were in full context. Like, like let's allow ourselves to see how our character was developed at that point of life.
who were our examples, who were our influences, who was around us, who were our confidants, who was telling us any differently, what were they actually doing like, we have to be able to take all that into consideration and then put our life in full context now. And sometimes that's harder to do when you live in it. But you know good and well, you don't have the same conversations that you had when you were that age or when, when that happened. You don't you have more experience. You you giving yourself new information. You put yourself in new rooms. You had other relationships since then. Like you've reflected, you've healed, you've You've learned more about yourself. You've learned more about the world and life. Like, you're different. You're not who you were from your past. You're not the same person who made that mistake. Yeah, you messed up your money then, but you don't, you're not that person now. Yeah, you promised something that you couldn't deliver on, but look the look at the energy you was operating from. Look at the information that you had. Like now, you're new. You're a different person, whether it was a month ago, two months ago, a year ago. But if it was definitely more than a year ago, you are new. You're new from yesterday. You have every day to be new, but it's when we don't look upon our past with grace and with being curious that we do in our present make the same mistakes and continue to get the same results. Or when we just live in our past instead of just allowing it to be a, a quick visit. Let's just visit. We don't build up a tent and live there. A lot of people are living in their past and so they continue to recreate it. But what I'm inviting you to do is Allow yourself to visit your past when spirit is giving you those opportunities to do so. So when you get triggered by something in the, the immediate environment, if you really sit back and think about it, it's not actually causing that. It may have given you a signal and made that emotional thing go up, but that emotion really is coming from something that is from your past trauma Allow yourself to visit that. Like, dang, why do I think that? Or why can't I trust my friends? Or why do I have a hard time allowing myself to be vulnerable with female friends? Or why do I always question, you know, men who are not showing me that they're bad? Like, they're showing me good things. But for me to go to the next level or trust them, I get high anxiety and I find myself sabotaging it. Like, ask yourself these things. Or why do I keep making the same choices what am I not seeing what am I not allowing myself to evolve from or own because sometimes again we live in the past because we've already really grown from that behavior grown from those conversations grown from doing the same things but we're afraid to own it because everything around us reminds us of our past and so we're afraid to move forward because letting go of that past means we'll really have to embrace something new which we're scared about we're scared about the friends that will fall out we're scared about the opportunities that won't fit in our lives anymore we're scared about moving beyond the people places and things that we have really grown accustomed to some people get married and and I don't mean married, just physically married, like to a man. I mean, they're married to their past. They're married to their trauma. And that has become home. It has become normal. Have you ever met a person who like, 
they're used to relationships having some type of huge drama. And so when they meet somebody who can be right for them, they feel it's right. That person gives them a high level of anxiety because it's peaceful. They can't rest in peace because all they know is chaos. All they know is drama. All they know is checking phones and, and doing drive-bys and pulling up. So they get in a relationship with you that's calm. To them, that feels boring. But something in them tells me this is the right person, but they can't even relax because they're so tied to drama, to, to being in a relationship with chaos. And so sometimes that can even be us as women. If we don't allow ourselves to visit our past, we'll make our past our normal. And then be in conflict in the present because we can't understand why we're not, why we know that we're growing, but why we're still not seeing growing type futuristic results. There's something you got to let go. There's something, there's a mindset you're not allowing to shift. There's a way you keep allowing yourself to respond or react to instead of respond in the moment because you're, you haven't allowed yourself to just visit that past like you're watching a movie and say, ah, I don't got to do that no more. Because when I reacted to that when I was in high school, it was because of X, Y, Z. I don't have those type of problems no more. I don't got to protect myself in the same way. I don't, I'm not, I don't have those same fears no more. I'm not in the same position. I don't have those same insecurities. And until you have that moment with certain things that's holding you back, you're going to be reliving and recreating your past in your present. And I want us to have freedom. I want us to be free and be in ourselves, free and being who we are, free and being in our natural instincts and in our natural nature and not feeling like we have to hold back or, you know, control the environment because we were hurt in our past by something when we didn't have control or when we didn't have the awareness. You were meant to be free. You were meant to make decisions in freedom and you're still going to make mistakes, but it won't be the same ones. So I love y'all so much. Um, if you want to reach out to me, my information is on my website at Whitley N. Green. My blog is also there. Um, highly recommend it. <laughs> I'm on Arts Feminine on Twitter, The Feminine Arts Academy on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Wit with Hooray. W-H-I-T-W-H-I-T-H-U-R-R-A-Y on Instagram is my personal page. And then Wondering Whitley on Facebook and Instagram as well. If you want to follow like the questions that I post and know what episodes are being posted. I love y'all so very much. And remember, get in alignment and receive your assignment. Talk to you soon.